the Anything Arty Show every Thursday from 8 till 9 on Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. That's the Anything Arty Show, sponsored by the artist goldsmith, Studio Connections on Eroa. Call in to see Christine's latest designs or phone 372-7809 to discuss a commission. Yes, indeed, and welcome along once again to the Anything Artist Show here on Thursday evening, Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM, your community radio station on a stunningly summer's evening we have tonight. Um, and plenty on tonight. We've got a uh, theme of, two themes tonight, uh, passion and music. And that will take us around some musical things happening in the island. We'll be having a look at uh, some of the movies playing, talking a bit about the cinema that's happening in the island at the moment. Uh, look at some of the holiday programs that might be running that have got some sort of an arty connection in there somewhere or another. Um, and see where else we go in amongst a number of things. So let's, uh, where do we start? Let's head down to the Red Shed to start off for tonight. Um, and... The uh, yes, if you uh, fancy over the next, uh, and I guess this will be happening over the summer, really, um, you have an opportunity to zip down a um, to the Red Shed anyway, which is always an interesting experience. Checking out uh, what they have on at the gallery, and at the moment, of course, they have this um, phenomenal uh, uh, exhibition that they've done, uh, where they've themed uh, the whole of the shed and, and almost the surrounding area as um, a batch, a Waiheke batch, and. Um, They've just got some beautiful stuff in there, combination of we're working with the Waiheke Museum as well. Uh, and so there's just a whole lot of stuff um, in there to uh, bring... Um, would you get a glimpse of nostalgia, a view of nostalgia? Maybe you do. A sense of nostalgia, that's probably what I'm thinking about. And uh, in the courtyard now, we've got the um, <laughs> uh, Chris Price... Um, who is director of the Circus Quirkus, which is a fantastic, beautiful name for a circus, um, has themed out the whole courtyard area. We've got a uh, coffee trolley down there, a coffee cart down there, um, and some really nice uh, um, sort of almost like seaside coloured uh, uh, fencing as you make your way through into the courtyard area. So um, you can get down there now. Uh, in his and check out the Gullwing Coffee Stand down there. It's quite a yeah, piece of art in itself, actually. And um, and there's some local foods down there as well. So you can uh, grab an island coffee. And uh, uh, Patrick's uh, Ringawera uh, Bakery is uh, providing um, uh, lots of uh, nice uh, pastries, etc. So you can get down there, get a coffee between nine and two uh, daily over the summer, uh, which will be great. And a share of the proceeds that's taken in through the coffee side and the food side um, is going to be going back towards the Red Shed Kids Arts Program uh, and also a children's charity in, uh, I think it's pronounced Hu or Hue, H-U-E, in uh, Vietnam. And that's a, uh, um, the charity there is one that Chris has been spon- uh, sponsoring and supporting for uh, a number of years. So check that down the next time. <laughs> excuse me, next time you're heading out and about around Pan Beach, in and see what the red shed's up to. Always nice to see some innovative little things happening down there, which is cool. Um, we've got a number of, uh, of of exhibitions on all over the place. Some of these I'll talk about in a little bit more detail. So we've got the community art gallery, of course, um, up here at Artworks that I can see as I look out the window. 
and uh, they've got the Christmas story on there in the main gallery and we'll have a look at what else is happening in the in the annex etc in there Red Shed we were just talking about so that's the Retro Batch Life that runs uh, January 20 uh, through to January 29 um, that's 10 to 4 weekdays Tivoli always worth uh, zipping in see what Elizabeth's got happening down there at the moment there's uh, usually something up in the wall in the art wall exhibits and um, of course always check out and just see what she has in the in the bookstore there's uh, an amazing selection of uh, books down there check that out and upcycle of course up here at Artworks uh, they have a number of exhibitions running um, and uh, in fact I think at the moment there's uh, Alex Balfour's got uh, some photographs in there so um, they're open uh, uh, in fact Oh no, Alex's might just have finished, sorry. So they'll, they'll have some other um, stuff in the little exhibition area down there. But at the moment, it's chock-a-block and upcycle with some really nice stuff. Um, uh, arty theme to have a check out for Christmas and beyond. Even just nice to enjoy over the summer. Um, so there are uh, a number of other things that we'll uh, have a think about as well. Um, that, are, that is happening around the island We've got some... Oh, our murder mystery... Mystery... mystery, murder, no wonder I'd never get... I'd never get a part in the play. Murder mystery, um, which is happening at Artworks now. I know uh, we've had a couple of conversations about this on air at the radio station because, uh, of course, we have our very own Emma and Elle um, who are featuring... Well, Emma's uh, producing it uh, and directing it and uh, Elle from Sunshine Playroom fame and... and uh, um, Saturday morning breakfast fame is uh, in there as well as uh, one of the char- one of the main characters. Um, so that's happening this Friday and Saturday night. A few tickets left. It's called Murder Under the Mistletoe. So you can check out tickets available at Shop uh, Shop the Rock down in Oniroa. So um, it's they usually sell out those evenings. They're just a heap of fun. Um, so basically, you get a really nice meal, cash bar going, and you get to solve a bit of a who done it at the same time, which is uh, always a bit of a giggle. So check that one out and see what's happening. Um, and let's have a look at one of the summer programs that are on. I know the, uh, uh, the community gallery has got a big summer program. Uh, the Waiheke Recreation Centre has also got a, a Christmas holiday program for the kids. Starts next week. Um, and there's a few things happening in there. There's a wheels day on Monday the 19th. Um, so get the kids down there. They make a racing car. And uh, there's going to be the first uh, ever Waiheke Island Derby. So bring take your bikes down, trikes, skateboards, rollerblades, pram, basically anything that's got wheels. Um, and get down to the rec centre for uh, wheels day. There's uh, $30 involved in that day down there. Um, and that's all supervised, of course, but get down there, that'll be a heap of fun. There's a movie day on the Tuesday, um, and that's going to be uh, in conjunction with Waiheke Cinemas. Um, uh, Wednesday, 21st, is beach day, so um, grab your stuff for the beach. I'm sure the weather will have fined up by then. Um, so that's all supervised again. So th- these are all 30 bucks for the day to have your kids have a fantastic time. Uh, and it's for 5 to 13 year olds by the way um, you, you can check out more information on 8331 on the island number 8331 and you may have to leave a message but uh, if not you'll talk to Tracy down there who's a programme director um, so that was Beach Day on the Wednesday Thursday the 22nd is uh, Island Christmas Treasure Hunt so that's uh, you want to get some sort of tramping gear and uh, uh, suitable for walking or running shoes or off to look for the lost treasure of Waiheke Island and that's a, 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 you get uh, to work in some teams facing some obstacles figure out clues solve riddles and a whole lot more so that sounds like a fun one on the Thursday 
and then on the 23rd of December there's a Christmas party day so let's uh, you bring a share plate of some savoury goodies or some sweets and uh, just have a great Christmas party so that's stuff happening Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at the rec centre it's a sign for me to stop talking Uh, for part of the Christmas holiday programme for 5 to 13 year olds Uh, phone number to check that out again is 8331 Get a hold of Tracy down there or leave her a message. Um, now, I was talking about the uh, themes for the show today being about uh, passion and music. So there's uh, uh, we're going to have a, uh, hear a uh, talk given by Lady Isabel Allende, um, who is a, an incredibly passionate woman, and she's very passionate about, about being passionate. <laughs> And uh, in her, she's just a, a, a fantastic way of telling stories, which are very, very moving, uh, and at the same time can be very humorous. Um, and in fact, you go on a roller coaster of emotion as you listen to her um, just describe the the power of passion. So let's take a few moments out and just ha- have a listen to Isabel Allende. Thank you so much. It's really scary to be here among the smartest of the smart. I'm here to tell you a few tales of passion. There's a Jewish saying that I love. What is truer than truth? Answer the story. I'm a storyteller. I want to convey something that is truer than truth about our common humanity. All stories interest me and some haunt me until I end up writing them. Certain themes keep coming up. Justice, loyalty, violence, death, political and social issues, freedom. I'm aware of the mystery around us, so I write about coincidences, premonitions, emotions, dreams, the power of nature, magic. In the last 20 years, I have published a few books, but I have lived in anonymity until February of 2006, when I carried the Olympic flag in the Winter Olympics in Italy. That made me a celebrity. Now people recognize me in Macy's, and my grandchildren think that I'm cool. <laughs> Allow me to tell you about my four minutes of fame. One of the organizers of the Olympic ceremony, of the opening ceremony, called me and said that I had been selected to be one of the flag bearers. I replied that surely this was a case of mistaken identity because I'm as far as you can get from being an athlete. Actually, I wasn't even sure that I could go around the stadium without a walker. (laughs) I was told that this was no laughing matter. This would be the first time that only women would carry the Olympic flag. Five women representing five continents and three Olympic gold medal winners. My first question was, naturally, what was I going to wear? (laughs) A uniform, she said, and I asked for my measurements. My measurements? I had a vision of myself in a fluffy anorak looking like the Michelin man. By the middle of February, I found myself in Turin, where enthusiastic crowds cheered when any of the 80 Olympic teams was in the street. Those athletes had sacrificed everything to compete in the Games. They all deserved to win, but there's the element of luck. A speck of snow, an inch of ice, the force of the wind can determine the result of a race or a game. However, what matters most, more than training or luck, is the heart. 
only a fearless and determined heart will get the gold medal. It is all about passion. The streets of Turin were covered with red posters announcing the slogan of the Olympics, passion lives here. Isn't it always true? Heart is what drives us and determines our fate. That is what I need for my characters in my books, a passionate heart. I need mavericks, dissidents, adventurers, outsiders, and rebels who ask questions, bend the rules, and take risks. People like all of you in this room. Nice people with common sense do not make interesting characters. They only make good former spouses. In the green room of the stadium, I met the other flag bearers, three athletes and the actresses Susan Sarandon and Sophia Loren. Also two women with passionate hearts, Wangari Matai, the Nobel Prize winner from Kenya, who has planted 30 million trees and by doing so she has changed the soil, the weather, and in some, in some places in Africa, and of course the economic conditions in many villages. And Somali Mam, a Cambodian activist who fights passionately against child prostitution. When she was 14 years old, her grandfather sold her to a brothel. She told us of little girls raped by men who believe that having sex with a very young virgin will cure them from AIDS. And of brothels where children are forced to receive 15 clients per day, and if they rebel, they are tortured with electricity. In the green room, I received my uniform. It was not the kind of outfit that I normally wear, but it was far from the Michelin man suit that I had anticipated. Not bad, really. I looked like a refrigerator. <laughs> but so did most of the flag bearers, except Sophia Loren, the universal symbol of beauty and passion. Sophia is over 70, and she looks great. She's sexy, slim, and tall, with a deep tan. Now, how can you have a deep tan and have no wrinkles? I don't know. When asked in a TV interview how could she look so good, she replied, posture. My back is always straight, and I don't make old people's noises. So there you have some free advice from one of the most beautiful women on earth. No grunting, no coughing, no wheezing, no talking to yourselves, no farting. Well, she didn't say that exactly. At some point around midnight, we were summoned to the wings of the stadium and the loudspeakers announced the Olympic flag and the music started. By the way, the same music that starts here, the AIDA march. Sophia Loren was right in front of me. She's a foot taller than I am, not counting the poofy hair. She walked elegantly, like a giraffe on the African savanna, holding the flag on her shoulder. I jogged behind, <laughs> on my tiptoes, holding my, the flag on my extended arm, so that my head was actually under the damn flag. <laughs> All the cameras were, of course, on Sophia. That was fortunate for me, because in most press photos, I appear too although often between Sophia's legs. <laughs> a place where most men would love to be. <laughs> the best four minutes of my entire life were those in the Olympic Stadium.
my husband is offended when I say this. Although I've explained to him that what we do in private usually takes less than four minutes, so he shouldn't take it personally. I have all the press clippings of those four magnificent minutes because I don't want to forget them when old age destroys my brain cells. I want to carry in my heart forever the key word of the Olympics, passion. So here's a tale of passion. The year is 1998. The place is a prison camp for Tutsi refugees in Congo. By the way, 80% of all refugees and displaced people in the world are women and girls. We can call this place in Congo a death camp because those who are not killed will die of disease or starvation. The protagonists of this, of this story are a young woman, Rose Mapendo, and her children. She's pregnant and a widow. Soldiers have forced her to watch as her husband was tortured and killed. Somehow, she manages to keep her seven children alive, and a few months later, she gives birth to premature twins, two tiny little boys. She cuts the umbilical cord with a stick and ties it with her own hair. She names the twins after the camp's commanders to gain their favor and feeds them with black tea because her milk cannot sustain them. When the soldiers burst in her cell to rape her oldest daughter, she grabs hold of her and refuses to let go, even when they hold a gun to her head. Somehow, the family survives for 16 months, and then, by extraordinary luck and the passionate heart of a young American man, Sasha Sharnoff, she manages, who manages to put her in a U.S. rescue plane Rose Mapendo and her nine children end up in Phoenix, Arizona, where they are now living and thriving. Mapendo in Swahili means great love. The protagonists of my books are strong and passionate women like Rose Mapendo. I don't make them up. There's no need for that. I look around and I see them everywhere. I have worked with women and for women all my life. I know them well. I was born in ancient times, at the end of the world, in a patriarchal, Catholic, and conservative family. No wonder that by age five I was a raging feminist, although the term had not reached Chile yet, so nobody knew what the heck was wrong with me. <laughs> I would soon find out that there was a high price to pay for my freedom and for questioning the patriarchy, but I was happy to pay it because for every blow that I received, I was able to deliver too. Once, when my daughter Paula was in her 20s, she said to me that feminism was dated, that I should move on. We had a memorable fight. Feminism is dated? Yes, for privileged women like my daughter and all of us here today, but not for most of our sisters in the rest of the world, who are still forced into premature marriage, prostitution, forced labor. They have children that they don't want or they cannot feed. They have no control over their bodies or their lives. They have no education and no freedom. They are raped, beaten up, and sometimes killed with impunity. For most Western young women of today, being called a feminist is an insult. Feminism has never been sexy, but let me assure you that it never stopped me from flirting. And I have seldom suffered from lack of men. <laughs> 
feminism is not dead, by no means, it has evolved. If you don't like the term, change it for God's sake. Call it Aphrodite or Venus or Bimbo or whatever you want. The name doesn't matter as long as we understand what it is about and we support it. So here's another tale of passion and this is a sad one. The place is a small women's clinic in a village in Bangladesh. The year is 2005. Jenny is a young American dental hygienist who has gone to the clinic as a volunteer during her three-week vacation. She's prepared to clean teeth, but when she gets there, she finds out that there are no doctors, no dentists, and the clinic is just a hut full of flies. Outside, there is a line of women who have waited several hours to be treated. The first patient is in excruciating pain because she has several rotten molars. Jenny realizes that the only solution is to pull out the bad teeth. She's not licensed for that. She has never done it. She risks a lot, and she's terrified. She doesn't even have the proper instruments, but fortunately, she has brought some Novocaine. Jenny has a brave and passionate heart. She murmurs a prayer, and she goes ahead with the operation. At the end, the relieved patient kisses her hands. That day, the hygienist pulls out many more teeth. The next morning, when she comes again to the so-called clinic, her first patient is waiting for her with her husband. The woman's face looks like a watermelon. It is so swollen that you can't even see the eyes. The husband, furious, threatens to kill the American. Jenny is horrified at what she has done. But then the translator explains that the patient's condition has nothing to do with the operation. The day before, her husband beat her up because she was not home in time to prepare dinner for him. Millions of women live like this today. They are the poorest of the poor. Although women do two-thirds of the world's labor, they own less than 1% of the world's assets. They are paid less than men for the same work, if they are paid at all. And they remain vulnerable because they have no economic independence and they are constantly threatened by exploitation, violence and abuse. It is a fact that giving women education, work, the ability to control their own income, inherit and own property benefits the society. If a woman is empowered, her children and her family will be better off. If families prosper, the village prospers, and eventually so does the whole country. When Gari Matai goes to a village in Kenya, she talks to the women and explains that the land is barren because they have cut and sold the trees. She gets the women to plant new trees and water them drop by drop. In a matter of five or six years, they have a forest, the soil is enriched, and the village is saved. The poorest and most backward societies are always those that put women down. Yet, this obvious truth is ignored by governments and also by philanthropy. For every dollar given to a woman's program, $20 are given to men's programs. Women are 51% of humankind. Empowering them will change everything, more than technology and design and entertainment. I can promise you that. Women working together, linked, informed, and educated can bring peace and prosperity to this forsaken planet.
In any war today, most of the casualties are civilians, mainly women and children. They are collateral damage. Men run the world, and look at the mess we have. What kind of world do we want? This is a fundamental question that most of us are asking. Does it make sense to participate in the existing world order? We want a world where life is preserved and the quality of life is enriched for everybody, not only for the privileged. In January, I saw an exhibit of Fernando Botero's paintings at the UC Berkeley Library. No museum or gallery in the United States, except for the New York gallery that carries Botero's work, has dared to show the paintings because the theme is the Abu Ghraib prison. There are huge paintings of torture and abuse of power in the voluminous Botero style. I have not been able to get those images out of my mind or my heart. What I fear most is power with impunity. I fear abuse of power and the power to abuse. In our species, the alpha males define reality and force the rest of the pack to accept that reality and follow the rules. The rules change all the time, but they always benefit them. And in this case, the trickle-down effect, which does not work in economics, works perfectly. Abuse trickles down from the top of the ladder to the bottom. Women and children, especially the poor, are at the bottom. Even the most destitute of men have someone they can abuse, a woman or a child. I'm fed up with the power that a few exert over the many through gender, income, race, and class. I think that the time is ripe to make fundamental changes in our civilization. But for real change, we need feminine energy in the management of the world. We need a critical number of women in positions of power, and we need to nurture the feminine energy in men. I'm talking about men with young minds, of course. Old guys are hopeless. We have to wait for them to die off. <laughs> yes, I would love to have Sophia Loren's long legs and legendary breasts. But given a choice, I would rather have the warrior hearts of Wangari Matai, Somali Mam, Jenny, and Rose Mapendo. I want to make this world good. Not better, but to make it good. Why not? It is possible. Look around in this room, all this knowledge, energy, talent, and technology. Let's get off our fannies, roll up our sleeves, and get to work passionately in creating an almost perfect world. Thank you. This is our night for listening to Bankity Radio on 88.3 and 107.4. Tune in to Stepping Out every Friday from 4 till 6. When your DJ, TJ, dissects the charts from 1956 to 1986. They're all here on Stepping Out, your Friday drive show. Brought to you by Ajaz, the best Indian restaurant here on Waiheke. So, get Stepping Out every Friday on Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM. go on a cyber voyage around the planet you want to see the coast of Africa Latin America, Asia or do you want to go deep into the desert and learn where the blues came from you want to know where the clubs are 
in Berlin and Paris. What they play, the gypsies rule the show. Then tune in to the navigator of Waikiki Radio every Sunday, 7 to 9, 107.4 and 88.3 on your dial. Two frequencies, one sound. 88.3 and 107.4 FM. The Anything Arty Show, every Thursday from 8 till 9 on Waikiki Radio. 88.3 and 107.4 FM. That's the Anything Arty Show, sponsored by the artist goldsmith Studio Connections on Eroa. Call in to see Christine's latest designs or phone 372-7809 to discuss a commission. Um. Yes, so as I was trying to explain, uh, being five foot and the microphone being five foot five off the ground, it means I have to keep jumping up and down to try and catch it. Um, and then it just stopped. <laughs> I think the batteries fell out or something. Anyway, um, you're listening to uh, the Anything Artist Show here, Waikiki Radio 88.3, 107.4 FM. We had heard there from um, Isabella Lindy um, talking about uh, passion of which um, she is not short of um, uh, an author uh, best known uh, I guess is, or, or most um, most frequently referred to as an author um, originally born in Lima uh, from Peru currently lives in America and uh, tours uh, extensively um, just talking about uh, everything that you heard are talking about there. So uh, we'll put that up as a podcast on www.yhikiradio.org.nz so you can have a listen again um, to that if you choose to. And, of course, you can always listen to the uh, whole show again at that same site, www.yhikiradio.org.nz, our website. Have a look for the show page, and the show will be repeated again on uh, Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Uh, now, I mentioned the uh, some of the things happening around the uh, galleries on the island. And uh, for many of us, with the uh, the sort of a holiday time coming up, it gives us a bit more time than we may have uh, at other stages of the year to actually take a wander about the galleries. And we really are served incredibly well on the island. Um, there's uh, so we mentioned a bit about the red shed and what's happening down there at the uh, toy gallery, um, uh, and this is going to be starting. uh, tomorrow 16th yes starting tomorrow and running through to uh, the 11th of January Um, so that's the toy gallery at 145 Ocean View Road when you head in towards the toy gallery you'll go past the artist goldsmith at Studio Connections Um, so of course always pop in see David and Christine in there see what's in the cabinet and there's usually some exquisite uh, designs of Christine's on display once you've had a look there, head on through into Toy Gallery. Sally Smith's um, got some new exhibits there. Uh, and it's all based on um, uh, uh, materials done in uh, wood and metal. And there's just some incredible pieces in there. Uh, so check it out. Um, there's a whole uh, uh, theme about being um, three-dimensional um, uh, and bronze uh, is the metal being used. 
um, also uh, done in wood. And essentially, it's like wall sculptures. So often you imagine sculptures being freestanding pieces. These are uh, pieces of sculpture that are designed to be uh, wall-mounted. And um, it really is quite stunning to go and have a look around. So let's check out the toy gallery when you're going past there. Um, at the community gallery, uh, we've got uh, a couple of different shows on there. So we have um, what's known as the uh, Christmas table um, is one of them. So, oh, sorry, the artist's table is, is, uh, is its correct title. Um, and that's uh, a view of... Um, well, I'll go to the uh, I'll I'll go to the small gallery first. Let me jump to the small gallery at, at the community um, art gallery because there's a batch theme happening. So we're talking about the red shed being themed out um, as a batch. Well, we get Requiem for a batch, which is at the small gallery at the community gallery up here at um, Artworks, and that's um, inspired by Geraldine o- uh, O'Sullivan Beer, who we um, had on the show a month or so ago as part of the. Um, uh, book festival and uh, Geraldine was telling us of her adventures in rescuing part of the old batch that had um, uh, slipped down the hillside in the storm earlier this year at Onitangi and she'd rescued some of the pieces from the uh, scrap heap and had uh, used those as set pieces for uh, some of the um, the presentations and talks being given at the book festival, uh, which was great fun. And they've actually uh, used some of these pieces as well for uh, putting in uh, the small gallery in this Requiem for a Batch. So uh, that's absolutely <coughs> excuse me, worth a look around um, just to have a, a see what's in there. In the annex space at the uh, community gallery, there's uh, uh, Sarah McKenney, um, is presenting a wallpaper and a tribute to William Morris. Now, William Morris is an interesting character going back to uh, the late 1800s uh, was when he died. Um, he was an English textile designer, um, artist and writer, and it, he was uh, um, he helped start the whole uh, sort of uh, myth genre that inspired J.R.R. Tolkien, amongst others. Um, and his his design works for textiles he um he, there was three of them involved in uh, in a business that they set up looking at the whole area of um uh, uh in in i guess interior design probably you describe it um in the uh, right through the sort of uh, uh from the early to the mid 1800s um and th- uh, Ed, um, excuse me, Edward Byrne Jones uh, and Dante Gabriel Rossetti were um, the other two partners of his um, in this design firm. And between the three of them, they were the key influencers um, of the of church decoration in houses in the early twentieth century. Um, a lot of the in- internal fabrics, wallpaper styles. Um, were uh, that, that we can still see, and in fact, there are still a pattern today, um, are, are a result of the work of these guys. Um, so there's uh, there's uh, wallpaper, which is a tribute to William Morris, happening in the annex space. So that's absolutely worth a look. Uh, check that one out. Um, and I think that was it. Oh no, the artist table. That's right. That's where I began to talk about, and then and then drifted off. Um, so this is in the main gallery. So it's a Christmas themed show, 
and uh, so it's a celebration, as, you, as you'd expect by that title, um, of all things to do with uh, the Christmas occasion about feasting and sharing. And there's a number of New Zealand artists and a number of uh, Waiheke artists that have come together uh, for this exhibition, uh, the artists' table at the main gallery. So so there's three in there. So we've got the artists' table, Requiem for a Batch, and we have wallpaper, a tribute to William Morris. Check that out. Toy Gallery, we were talking about some stunning pieces in there on the uh, wall sculptures done in bronze and wood. So um, have a look at those. Uh, which are absolutely stunning. Uh, there's a the red shed we talked about. There's Tivoli to go and check out. Um, there's the uh, the uh, n- uh, newish gallery, the one that's been open for a month or so. Um, that's name's gone right out of my head. <laughs> uh, used to be where they did the yoga, just right in, in the old Blackpool Hall. Um, up from the op shop. Anyway, go check out that. That's open Thursday to Saturday. Check out in there as well. And there's a number of other little, um, almost uh, pop-up galleries uh, that, that are happening and will happen some more. So as we hear about those, uh, we'll keep you up to date with some of that stuff as well. Um, so that's uh, gallery stuff going on. We've got, uh, we were talking about uh, music as a theme for what we're having a look at tonight as well. Uh, we'll come to have a look at some movies in a moment. Um, one of the a uh, couple of the music things that are happening is uh, Ricky's who um, are uh, sponsoring the Navigator show on a Sunday night Ricky's Cafe Bar down at Ocean View Road they're uh, having a special night tomorrow night from 5pm which is Ricky's revamp so um, uh, uh, Ricky's has had a touch-up. I have to be careful how I say that. Ricky's has had a touch-up. That's the cafe bar has had a touch-up. Um, and uh, that's uh, interior design uh, done by Catherine um, Huckerby. And um, she's done an amazing job, uh, a really uh, fantastic job inside there for Ricky. I think he'll be very proud of, of uh, the new look that he has. So he's wanting to share that with everybody on the 16th. Um, some special prices. DJ Glenn Solo is going to be down there. Um, they had a they had a chock a block night with uh, Mojo Risers, um, and uh, this is set to be another uh, busy night. So it's uh, looking like uh, Ricky's is becoming one of the places to be at the weekends on the island, which will be great over summer. Um, we've also got a, um, a couple of interesting musicians have arrived on the island. Um, we've got uh, Josh F- Fischel or Fischel. Um, who's going to be playing uh, also at Ricky's over the... Uh, oh, no, he played last weekend. I think he's still on the island. Oh, no, he might have left. This is uh, this is uh, um, useless because <laughs> I think he's gone. Um, but he was here for three gigs, um, so it may still be around. Anyway, um, this is not very helpful for you, but I shall see if we can find out some more about that. Um, uh, and he'd, he'd um, just popped in from the US to come and play three... Uh, gigs here. Um, he's a, a electric acoustic guitarist. Um, there is um, a guitarist coming up on the island, actually, on the 23rd of December, um, playing at Malone's. And uh, if I say to you, Ozzy Osbourne, Kiss, White Snake, Alice Cooper, Poison, um, what they all have in common uh, amongst Joe Satriani, Ben Harper, um, is that this guy, Cara Gordon, um, has played with them all. And uh, he is one of... uh, um, 
Satriani uh, rated him as, well, I say rated him, uh, is, is quoted of talking about him as one of the most prolific young players I've ever seen. That's Joe Satriani. Talks about Cara Gordon. Uh, he would be one of New Zealand's um, uh, emerging top, uh, already um, top guitarists, but I guess only destined to become even topper if he can do that. We have we've got some of um, New Zealand's class guitarists on the island, and uh, Cara Gordon certainly sits alongside those guys. Um, he uh, has, has he's going to be playing at Malone's on the twenty third. So if you've got any interest in guitar playing at all, um, you want to get down to Malone's and have a listen. And I I, I suspect this is another uh, gig that is going to sell out because <coughs> um, we have a number of people in the island who are, are uh, who play guitar, enjoy guitar passionate about guitar um so they'd be down there to hear him so um this uh, little clip will give you some idea about um this guy's guitar playing um this is a uh, cara gordon playing his uh, lancaster guitar um it's got lancaster uh, pickups on it but it's actually made out of his guitar is made out of 35 a piece of 35,000 year old cowrie swampwood or gum so uh um it just it's a it's a a, it's a beautiful looking instrument, but the way this guy plays is incredible. So here's a little bit of Cara Gordon.
you go. I'm telling the boy. Um, and yeah, barrel. <laughs> I was chucking that little bit at the end just to confuse you. So um, Cara's going to be playing down at Malone's on December 23rd. Uh, and as I saying, I reckon that's going to be a sellout gig. So uh, check out that in advance. Make sure you're there if you enjoy your guitar playing. Um, now, I've got a, uh, uh, a special to uh, finish off with. Uh, coming up in a couple of minutes' time. So let's just have a look at the movies that are on happening in the island. I mentioned we'd have a look at the movies coming up. So starting on um, tonight, tonight, two... Oh, we had two new ones on tonight, The Twilight Saga and Submarine. I'm going to talk about Submarine in a moment. Um, uh, So tomorrow we've got a new movie starting, Real Steel. Uh, Then we've got Beginners Drive. That's the three movies on tomorrow, Saturday... Uh, Spy Kids 4, uh, Rest for the Wicked, uh, sorry, Rest for the Wicked, that's the final of that. I'm just going to mention that one too. Twilight Saga, Submarine again, Sunday Spy Kids, uh, Pina, or Pina, I think it will be pronounced Pina. Um, I'm just going to mention that in a moment or two as well. That's on Sunday along with Drive. Monday the 19th, Real Steel, Twilight Saga, The Help, the three movies on there. Tuesday 20th, Spy Kids, Real Steel, Beginners, Twilight Saga. And on Wednesday, twenty first, we've got Spy Kids, Twilight Saga. Uh, when uh, this is uh, sorry, all of these Twilight Sagas are the part one um, at the moment. And then we've got uh, When a City Falls and the final of the Whistleblower. Now you can always check out everything that's happening on around the galleries and at the uh, cinema um, in the local papers. Um, you can give the, the cinema a call on four two four zero, or you can check them out at www.wicc dot co dot nz that's wicc.co.nz they're just up here at artworks of course um and if you haven't sampled the delights if you have guests or they have visitors family who've never been before come to see you um get them up to the cinema it's a great experience in there um a couple of the movies i was just going to talk about quickly rest for the wicked that's coming up for its final showing on Saturday, that has got like the who's who of New Zealand acting in there. It's got Tony Barry, Lona Rogers, Irene Wood, John Back, Teresa Woodham, Elizabeth McRae, Ian Moon, Bruce Allprest, Ken Blackburn. So you've got, it's just, I tell you, when you when you look at them on screen, you can go back almost 20 years of New Zealand filmmaking and TV, maybe even more, and, and they're all there. It's just It's just a great experience for that alone. Uh, Submarine, which was a, a new movie started tonight, um, that's uh, based on uh, Joe Dunthorne, uh, his novel, he's a Welsh poet, and um, set in 1980s in Swansea, it's a beautiful uh, period piece of, of the 80s, it's just absolutely cracker, um, and it's directed by a, a TV comedian, well, a guy who'd be best known for being his TV comic role in the IT crowd, um, although those of you who enjoy Arctic, Arctic Monkeys, um, their fluorescent adolescent clip um, he did. Um, his name's Richard uh, Ioadi or Ioadi, um, and he's done a number of uh, 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 music videos, Vampire Weekends video for uh, their Oxford Comma song and Cape Cod Quasa Quasa. He did those and the Shadow Puppets as well. Um, and it was the same company that did the uh, the music DVDs that uh, put the movie together called Submarine, um, and it's absolutely yeah, you've got to go and have a look. It's just a it's going to be a phenomenal movie. And the other one I was mentioning there was uh, Pina, which is uh, Vim Vendor's um, uh, who's uh, uh, movie. Now he's done a number of uh, music art related movies. 
probably best known for Buena Vista Social Club of his uh, kind of movie, uh, music movies. Um, he also did uh, uh, Night and Day, which was a YouTube uh, music video. Did Soul of a Man, doco about blues musicians. Uh, Ode to Cologne was another one of his. So that was about uh, Cologne Rockers BAP. Um, what else? What else? Oh, um, uh, uh, Yasujiro Ozu, um, who was a Japanese film director. Um, uh, Wenders did a movie called Tokyo Ga, which was all about um, uh, uh, Yasujiro uh, Ozu. Um, and I, o, o, Ozu, <laughs> there's a story about Ozu that says uh, he was he was uh, uh, often talked about uh, uh, for being a legendary drinker. Um, and he he did screen uh, writing um, often with a guy called uh, Kogo, Noga, uh, Kogo Noda. It was, um, and and the story goes that he used to measure their success determined on the number of uh, sake bottles that they were getting through. The more they got through, they reckoned the uh, the better they were working. Um, and uh, still to this day, uh, occasionally visitors to Ozu's uh, grave uh, pay their respects by leaving cans and bottles of uh, sake and alcoholic drink. Um, at the gravesite, which is, uh, I guess, um, parallels or shades of Amy Winehouse with fans who currently are leaving bottles of vodka on the doorstep um, in memory of her. Um, but uh, Pina is uh, its a choreography movie uh, set in various locations. It's really intriguingly done, and it's a tribute to the late choreographer-dancer uh, uh, Pina Bausch, um, and it's a uh, really, really interesting looking movie. So it would be one, um, suspend judgment and go and have a look. I think it'll just be uh, be interesting. So it's, uh, it has a choreogra- uh, choreographed pieces inside and outside uh, filmed through cities. It's just a really interesting concept. Um, and it's the work that uh, Pina Bausch started as the uh, uh, what became known as the Tanz Theatre uh, Wuppertal Pina Bausch in uh, Germany. Um, so that's on at the community theatre at the moment. Um, so that's kind of the my picks of the movies. Uh, but you have to get in for uh, Rest of the Wicked quick because that finishes on the 17th. All right. Um, we're going to finish off with uh, some... Uh, it's a piece by uh, Stephen Harris. This is a... a um, He's a jazz uh, vibraphonist, 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 um, vi- yes, he, um, the instrument he plays, the vibraphone is, uh, it's where uh, the vibes man, got the vibes man, it's where the vibes came from, it's a, the short name for it is the vibes, it's a, it's a, in the percussion family of um, uh, uh, xylophones and marindas. Uh, but this is uh, slightly different in uh, in how it's, in how the uh, instrument is created. It's different materials that get it into this uh, uh, vibraphone bracket, and not a marimba or a marimba or a uh, what was the other one? Said xylophone. Yeah. But this guy, um, uh, what we're going to hear from him is a piece which was uh, freeform jazz. But he's done this. There's a uh, there's a keyboard player and an upright bass player in himself. And he's he's using uh, freeform jazz as a metaphor for metaphor for um, uh, about um, there are what he says there are no mistakes on the bandstand. So he's really talking about how you can view something that is happening 
Um, and what often might be jumped on is saying, oh, there's a mistake, is actually if you see it in a different context, in a different light, you can actually uh, become incredibly creative as a result of that process. So it's a really interesting view on things and some uh, interesting music in amongst it as well. So we're going to uh, play out with uh, Stefan Harris and, and his uh, piece and conversation on No Mistakes on the Bandstand. Thanks again for listening to the Anything Artist Show this Thursday. Thanks to the artist Goldsmith for looking after us with the sponsorship. Check the show out again on Sunday at 1 o'clock or at www.waihikiradio.org.nz. Uh, until next week, bye now. Okay. I have no idea what we're going to play. I won't be able to tell you what it is until it happens. So I didn't realize there was going to be a little music before, so I think I'm going to start with what I just heard. I'm going to stop before it starts because I just realised that I'm not going to have time to play this um, and to do it justice, so we're going to do something else instead. Um, we're going to play it with a piece um, that I uh, nicked off Jabsco <laughs> on his uh, Saturday night special from about two months ago when I heard this. I just I was uh, bopping around the lounge and I thought it was fantastic. So we're going to play it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do that uh, Stefan Harris next week because it's absolutely worth a listen to. It really is great. So we'll play Stefan and have a listen to him next week. But meanwhile, we're going to play out with a letdown, and uh, we'll talk with you next week. Thanks. Bye now. Chance, boat, mortal
listening to Waiheke Radio, 88.3 and 107.4 FM.